the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, happy October. You're listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I love the fall. I love the apple cider. I love the weather. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sharing a show with you that I've titled Dreams come true. I want you to go back with me to my childhood. I can remember as a 10 and 12 year old where I would replay a scenario time after time, week after week. That's really not an exaggeration. I'm a huge Chicago Cubs fan. And of course, I'm replaying a scenario where I am pitching for the Chicago Cubs. It's game seven of the World Series. The opponent the Chicago White Sox. Now, I want you to remember that we did not have lights at Wrigley Field until 1988. So this was before there were lights outside. And my dream goes like this. It's game seven. We're about to win. And I didn't have to choose the Cubs over the White Sox because there was no interleague play yet. But of course I did. And here's my dream. The game gets called after nine innings for darkness. And we had to play the rest of the game the next day. That's interesting dream. You know, sometimes I have good ideas or I have dreams. I can remember one time as a youth pastor, I I would mow my yard and I would just dream about what God can do in our youth group. And my dream was when I showed up at this church and there were six teenagers, that in one year, my dream was to have 25 teenagers. And I continued all this in one time mowing the yard. I made it to year two where we would grow to 50 teenagers and year three. The dream was 100 teenagers. Year four, 175 teenagers. By the time I ended mowing the backyard, I had a five-year dream to reach 250 teenagers. And you know what? It was not going to stop there. I envisioned some great things happening, people becoming followers of Jesus and people being restored after seeing answers to prayer and people doing ministry and us having youth interns. And this was the dream. I want to share with you some of the results that actually happened. The church I was at (laughs) started when I had the six teenagers. It was only 125 people. In the five years, it grew to about 275. Our youth group, which started at six in five years, which was really powerful, I was dreaming for 250. We actually grew to about 120 people. And we had zero youth leaders to start with. We had about a dozen at the end of that, that five years. We called them pace setters. And we saw great things. In fact, many of the people that came through that youth ministry became pastors and they're serving in ministry today. We did 
internship programs and, and all of these things. And in my opinion, this is a great story. The exact dream did not come true, but it, it seems like a, a great story. But I want to pause for a moment and ask the question, what, what did I learn through that experience? Well, I dreamt and prayerfully, I dreamed that I would accomplish what, what I thought God was putting in my heart and spirit and, and I could dream and vision. But my focus was, was clear. My focus was strategic. But, but when I really think about it, the dream I had was what I call a good idea. It was good that, that teenagers would meet Jesus. It was a good idea. And, and we all have many good ideas. So that good idea sort of worked. Let me share with you a good idea that didn't work. I formed an event uh, when I was a newer pastor at a church called Praise 150. And it was all centered on the 150th Psalm. So I was a new pastor in an area leading a church that needed to turn around I organized this event called Praise 150, thinking, how can I gather people to lift up the name of Jesus? And I was working with a current worship leader, and we brought in a a guest worship leader, a name to do this this conference that we were going to call Praise 150. My dream was to reach about 700 people to attend this conference. Our facility could have handled that, and all was, was good. And we promoted it, word of mouth, relationships. We networked with churches. We did all of the right things. And this was a a good idea, maybe even a great idea. But my dream of 700 did not come to be. In fact, we had about 60 people that attended the entire conference. We paid out a lot of money. And I was focused at that point on making lemonade out of lemons because it seemed like a failure. This was, was a good idea, but it didn't really work. So I explained one idea that did work and one idea that didn't really work. So the question is, what what were the factors? Of course, my leadership played a role. My passion played a role. The culture within the church played a role. The level of support of partnership around me played a role. But I have I have two questions I want to bring up right now. Number one, were my ideas the right ideas? They were good, but were they the right ideas? Was it God's idea at the right place at the right time? So were my ideas the right ideas? And number two, did I rehearse the right actions that prompted my dream into success? So did I have the right idea and did I do the right things? I'm going to pause for a moment and ask, what about you? I assume that you have some good ideas. Maybe, maybe you have a good idea to, to offer foster care to someone. And, and, you know, we had a guest on our show that had this good idea. And this guest started an entire charitable organization helping children in need through foster care. And, and they created an entire organization to support foster parents. And, and it's a good idea. But if all it would have been was a good idea, at the best, it may have just done some Good. What are you talking about? We're going to talk in the second half of the show about the difference between a good idea and a God idea. There's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. So today's show is titled Dreams Come True. And I don't want to just promote your dream. I want to promote 
God's dream coming alive in you and through you. I know that there are, and I was one of them, there are, are good ideas that come from pastors. I, I had a, a an idea at one point in my ministry to plant a church, and I, 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 I received support from my denomination, and we rallied some people, and we started a church, and good things happened. And, and, and was that God's idea? Was it my good idea? Maybe a little bit of both. But I want to tell you, there are plenty of people that plant churches based on good ideas. And I want to tell you, even in my life, I want to be an example. Good is not enough. We are people designed by God to serve his purpose in our lives. So I want to encourage you to not stop with good ideas, but to seek the Lord for a God idea. I just in last month rewatched a movie called Fireproof, watched it with one of my, my sons and with my wife. And it's, it struck me that in this movie, uh, fireproof, the, uh, the husband that was dealing with a broken marriage at the time was having a conversation with his father and he was complaining about continuing to serve his wife and forgive his wife and trying to save his marriage. And he, he basically said, how can I commit to continually showing love to someone, my wife that rejects me over and over and over and the father looks at him, and it, had, it went without saying, that's exactly what Christ did for us. See, I'm committed to being a, a, a good, godly husband, not because it's my good idea, not because I want something out of it, not because I just want peace. It's a God idea that I'm a good husband. So not only can I have peace, but I can be a peace agent to my wife. Listen, we're going to talk about this in the second half of the show, about not being restricted by good ideas, but, but being free to have God ideas. And you need to ask yourself the question, is this idea the right idea? And am I responding to it with the right actions? Listen, it might have been a good idea to have uh, this this idea, this retreat, this, this uh, praise 150, that was a good idea. It was a, a good idea uh, in my past when I was, was dreaming about a youth ministry. It was a good idea. You know, God can work even in our good ideas, but he's the giver of dreams. He's the giver of visions. He's a God with mission. And what he's calling us to do today is to be people of his mission. You know, really, we have our own ideas. We have our own plans. We have our own dreams. We have our own ways. And we can brainstorm and we can make lists of pros and cons. And we can come up with a strategy and an idea and call it a dream. But as you're listening today, I don't want you to be settled with a good idea. Eternity is at stake for you. And for the people that you impact, my prayer for you is that you are a man or a woman filled with God ideas. So in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about dreams come true. We're going to move from good ideas to God ideas. And we're going to talk about two keys that will help us live out God's idea 
in our life. So I hope that you hold tight for the second half of the show here as we celebrate fall, October 1st. We're so excited. Dreams come true. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach right now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're talking about the concept that dreams come true. And I opened the show with with two key stories. One is the dream of a youth pastor, and the other was the idea to plan an event called Praise 150. You know, when I shared about one that was somewhat successful and some that was pretty well unsuccessful, I've identified two keys that I learned through these experiences. And I've learned them through other experiences as well. But in this half of the show, I want to talk about the two keys that I learned through dreaming these dreams. Number one, here's the number one lesson I learned about dreaming dreams. Number one, let go of good ideas. Let go of good ideas. I want to say I've learned, but maybe I'm learning, to move from good ideas to God ideas. To learn from good ideas and go toward God ideas. So I thought I would help us understand what is a good idea and what is a God idea. A good idea is your idea. Uh, In other words, a good idea was my idea. I wanted, I wanted to grow my youth group. Or maybe a good idea is I want to climb the corporate ladder of success. Or maybe the good idea is I want to feed all the hungry children in the world. The limitation of a good idea, which is good, it could be a good idea, but you're limited to the fact that it's your idea or it's my idea. So good ideas belong to us. And I would even say that we can have some great ideas, but I want us to let go of those good ideas so we can embrace a God idea. See, a God idea is when God places an idea in your heart. So it's not my own personal dream, but it's God's dream for me. It's God's dream inside of me. So a good idea is your idea, but a God idea is placed in your heart by God. A God idea is when we remove ourselves and we allow God to cultivate an idea in our heart. So a a God idea involves our own selflessness, where we are selfless. We're not focused on our self or on our accomplishment or on our own achievement. It's A God idea includes our complete commitment to God's will. A good idea is your idea, but a God idea involves more, more than we can ask or more than we can imagine. And and it may not necessarily be in the scale of your own eyes, 
of what you can see, but more than we can ask or imagine with, with impact. What do I mean by that? So we need to pray that God would lead us and that God would guide us both in our actions and in our decisions. See, in my past, I've, I've had a, a heart to help and, and part of my heart to help and develop others, which has always been a good idea. I begin to pray that, that God would, would just work in my life and I was not going to strive to accomplish some man-made or personally made up dream, but I just gave myself to service of the Lord. What's interesting is in that time I was pastoring a, a church and I'm serving God and I received an invitation from our fellowship, our denomination, and they, the invitation was, hey, Mike, if we paid for you to take a coaching class, would you coach a couple of church planters? And I, I accepted that. Now, here's what's interesting. That was not my idea. I didn't come up with that idea, but God did immeasurably more than I've asked or imagined through that opportunity. He, he provided an opportunity for me to serve as a president of Professional Coach University, to write a coach training program, to, to coach pastors and church leaders really across the nation and around the world, to, to truly come back to that dream you put in my heart, to help other people win. Boy, that just surrendering what I wanted to achieve to do what God wanted me to do took me further because God's impact was at work. Navigate life with a sensitivity to God's spirit. That's a great piece of advice. Sometimes decisions, they seem very spiritual. But other times, decisions that we make appear mundane or ordinary, like ordinary decisions. And some of life's mundane, ordinary decisions actually have eternal impact. Why? Because in our regular rhythm, God is still at work. We don't know what God knows. We don't see what God sees. God is at work. Here's an example of what I'm, I'm talking about. We're talking about dreams come true. So here's an example. So I've had a number of people attend coach trainings that I've had the opportunity to lead. So I'll lead a, a coach training. Folks can attend these trainings and they can actually just develop personally or they can work toward a coaching certification. Well, there was a phone call I received oh, about six months ago from someone who had attended one of these trainings. And this was a gentleman's. And this gentleman uh, had started a coaching practice as a result of receiving some of this training. Now, when he called me, I, I placed who he was, but I didn't really know this gentleman that well. He thanked me for being influential in his life, and he, he thanked me for the investment that I made in his life, and he even said I, I was like a mentor to him. And I thought, this is really beyond me. I was just doing the ordinary things of life. In this particular person, he started a coaching practice. He's helped many people. And what I, I want to say is, is that so gripped my heart because that's more, that's more than I've asked. That's more than I've imagined. When I let go of a good idea, God did something not only in my life, but through my life that accomplished what he designed me to do, and it accomplished his purpose. I've talked about uh, this on the show, that I've, I've planted a church in my pastoral ministry, and in many ways, that church never reached the level of my dreams. 
although I dreamed that, that, that I wanted to see a church grow, and this is, is, is where I, I want us to learn that our dreams aren't enough. We have to, to move from a good idea to a God idea. You know, in my life, I've had a mix of good ideas and God ideas. My dreams have not always been realized, but what I want to tell you is when it's a God idea, success is not based on your accomplishment or in my accomplishment. See, a God idea is about God's purpose. It's when God's purpose is realized. So although my good idea when I planted a church, my visions, my dreams were not achieved in my eyes, what's true in that church that I planted that didn't achieve what I hoped it would have achieved still gave opportunity to raise up worship leaders. That little church sent people into ministry who today are serving in full-time pastoral ministry. Through that little church that didn't achieve what I was hoping it would achieve, I developed some of the best friends that I have in life. My personal ministry took new directions because of the endeavors of that church. My good ideas were reliant on my own ability to dream and vision. But God ideas, they're different. God ideas are reliant upon a God who is without limitation, who can work all things together for the good of those that love the Father. So number one, let go of good ideas. Number two, we need to embrace God ideas that inspire others. Let go of good ideas. But number two, embrace God ideas that inspire others. In my experience, God ideas are where it's at. And they're illustrated best by what I would say is a pace car, which is a description of my ministry. See, in a race, a pace car will set the pace. They'll get the race started. They'll get every engine going. They'll, they'll take that lap around the track. But yet, that pace car does not receive the checkered flag. The race is designed for someone else to win. I want us to have the humility to operate like a pace car, to let God's dreams work in our lives and in our ministry. I've moved into a season of my life where my goal is to help other people achieve. It's not about me achieving. It's not about my dream. It's about God's dream to support and partner with others. And that said, I have this question. Have you ever thought about receiving coaching, even spiritual or discipleship coaching? Listen, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. We'd love to hear from you. You could take that questionnaire. You could follow the show. You could share this show even on your own social media platforms. But I want you to hear today, I'm so glad that you're with us and you're listening to the show. This is your discipleship coach. We're partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by the following sponsors. Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com. Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com. And by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And as you listen, you're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.